Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. We're glad you're with us online or across the state on our Super Talk affiliates. Wherever you're tuned in, we're grateful you're with us. This segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of our show, and of course, Southern Miss Baseball. Uh, we're going to be talking baseball here in just a moment. But before we do, a quick reminder, Dickie's would be a great meal for you to take home this weekend uh, and enjoy while you watch Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech baseball. They'll cook it for you to fresh and deliver it right to your house. You can pick it up through the drive-thru or enjoy it in their dining room. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We're glad to have them on the show. All right. A big baseball series scheduled to kick off tonight. Uh, we'll have Rick Maddox on the show later uh, in the hour. Al Holder as well. But right now we're going to go to Ruston, Louisiana. And I was going to say that Jack Duggan was actually out on the field checking conditions for the Eagle Hour. But Jack, in the, uh, you know, in all honesty with our listeners, that's not exactly where you are. No, that is not exactly where I am. I, I just enjoyed a nice, mighty, meaty pizza from <laughs> Little Johnny's, one of the many locations in North Louisiana. And I tell you what, when you get a chance to get over to, to North Louisiana, and I think there's one on the North Shore, uh, just north of New Orleans, uh, Johnny's Pizza House, man. It's, it is good pizza. It's different, but it's tasty. And I, I, I always uh, look forward to coming over, and that's the one thing that I try to do when I come over to Ruston each so- time. All right, so is it safe to say now that you've digested your Johnny's Pizza, you're headed straight over to the field to check field conditions? No. Well, <laughs> let me just tell you, as I look out the window here, uh, it is raining, and it looks like it's raining fairly hard, uh, and it has been doing that uh, probably since probably around 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, and honestly, the, the you know it's never it's never good when you look at your phone app and you see, 70%, 80, 90%, 80%, 100%, 80% chance of rain uh, over the next seven or eight hours. Yeah, it's like 80, it's like 100% all afternoon. And then it, it fortunately, it, it dips to 80% this evening. Mm. But, but, you know, I'm not a meteorologist by any stretch of the imagination, but no. that doesn't bode well for Gold Nickel Baseball tonight. I mean, certainly we haven't made any decision yet, and they do play on a artificial surface so you know we may get we may get two hours where we two or three hours where we could get in a game so uh but you know in the old days you would you would think you would think okay uh what movie are we going to see tonight but uh you know within the age of the artificial surface and you know we've seen it at the peak uh where you know it rains all afternoon and 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 we're still going to play on time and that, that exactly would be the case here it's just a matter of you know how much how much more rain are we going to get you know and can we play in this kind of weather so um right. but if not we would play you know a couple of ball games tomorrow and a couple of ball games on sunday now i couldn't tell you if they'd be two nines or two sevens i just don't know that 
that, that hasn't been communicated to me yet. But um, you know, just kind of just kind of stay with us. As soon as I know something, we'll get it out. And you know, if there is a change to the schedule, we'll certainly get it out as quick as we can. So that would be the alternative, huh? That's interesting. Two double headers in a row. Right. You now you got to get four games in. That's the only way you can do it. And uh, so we so we play two tomorrow and then two again on Sunday. If we can't get the game in tonight. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? Two back-to-back double headers against Louisiana Tech on their home field. Well, hey, <laughs> nothing's ever easy, Bob. Come on. All right, Luke, get in here now before Jack goes and takes his uh, post-lunch nap. I'm on Johnny's Pizza House. Uh, it was the Mighty Meaty. Is that what you said? Yes, that's it. Loaded up with pepperoni, ham, bacon, hamburger, sausage, and mozzarella. Jack, I can tell you how many calories you consumed if you'll just simply tell me whether you got a personal, a small, a medium, or a large. Well, let me just tell you, um, my good friend Lloyd Lunsford and I, we have shared a, a large together here this afternoon, and it was – if, if I said it was phenomenal, I, I think I would be undershooting it a little bit. It really is good pizza. <laughs> If if you will take my my Southern Miss football number, add two zeros on the end of it. That's what you and him consumed each. Put those well. together, and that's what you got. So I won't bring that back up anymore. Can I? Can I when did you become a fitness guru? Luke? Exactly. I was know. I was thinking the same self thing myself, Jack. I got a hey, I got a hey, fit in the Danny Lynch Parrothead jersey. That's the reason. Hey, that's what I'm saying. When you can fit into that Danny Lynch Parrothead jersey, then you can. Then you can give me some uh, some uh, physical fitness advice. Oh, man. Boy, this is great. Luke I'm giving, just jealous. Luke, Luke giving dieting um, advice on the on the air. This is this is a priceless moment. I'm just, I'm just jealous. All right, all right, Jack. Real stuff. Uh, sure. Eagles. Last time you look at, they left 22 runners on base in the two games that they lost by one run. Game one, game four. They they hit Fincher, uh, you know, decent. Didn't really put much up on him. He's been lights out. He'll throw game one, but the uh, the other lefty in game three, uh, the Gibson kid, he shut us down. Southern Miss fared pretty well the other two times, and I kind of, going into this series, I feel like we've we've taken a whole lot better approach to hitting since we played Louisiana Tech. Right. Well, you know, you just look at the numbers, and 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 you know, we've we've only since since that since that uh, since that weekend, we've only lost one time. So uh, we've played a lot better, and I, you know, I think we've gotten better as a team now. Uh, you know, and and this is kind of weird. This is kind of weird territory. You don't see it very often, where you play one team four times, and then you come right back three weeks later and you play that same team four more times. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be an interesting weekend. You know, that uh, each team is familiar with each other, um, and and. You just got to go out there and play. You just, you know, Eagles. You know, I want to say we jumped out to a couple early leads in that series, and we we couldn't hold on to them. And you know, that's what we need to do here is is do that again. Is jump out to those early leads, but this time, you know, you, you just got to hang on and and uh, and try to protect those leads a little bit better. And then if you do that, you should have some success. Kind of help our, our listeners understand too, just how hot Gabe Montenegro has been in the last month. He's been he's been phenomenal. You, you, I mean, all you got to do is look at the last two ball games, and this this is the kind of thing that happens to a guy who is is going pretty well, and and you see the you see the reverse happen, or a guy that's not going very well, but but Gabe in the last two games has had doubles 
that that you know quite possibly you know could have and should have been out. Like uh, Sunday, he 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 hit a ball up in the infield, which the third baseman never saw, never saw. He ne- never didn't even make a play on it, and it and it it bounced off the turf down into the left field. It maybe not even that deep in the left field, and he got a double on that. And then he got a – he looked like I think he got another infield double uh, on Tuesday night as well on the fifth, you know, against South Alabama. So when you're going well, things like that tend to happen for you. And, you know, when you're going the other way where you say you're hitting about a buck 40 and you, you hit one on the line, but the left fielder, left fielder dives and makes just an unbelievable play to rob you, that's kind of the way things go with baseball. That's why – Baseball is such an unforgiving game. Jack, our DH, uh, excuse me, our normal DH going to be out this weekend? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that. I know he's on the trip. Uh, he worked out some last night and still, you know, uh, I think he still has got a little bit of, I wouldn't say a cast, but but a, but a wrap on his hand. And You know, I would say, I'd say 50-50 at this point. I don't know. that that Coach Barry would probably be a little bit better. If that we hope to have him, but if not, you know we just have to adjust and and uh, put somebody else in that DA spot. I would think our guys are anxious to get another crack at Louisiana Tech because we could have easily gone three and one against them here in Hattiesburg. No, there's no there's no question, and and you know a lot of the times those games you know at home usually fall to us, but you know unfortunately they didn't that weekend. And uh, you know if you look at it, we've had a lot of success here in Ruston. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can continue that this weekend. It'll be it's going to be a fun fun weekend of baseball when we do get started, whether it's tonight or tomorrow. All right, one more time. The weather forecast there right now is bad for tonight. You think it's a possibility or, or likelihood we could be looking at two double headers Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I you know don't don't I mean that's not gospel. Trust me. I mean. You know, just just with the way the weather's been all day, and and what kind of what they've they've been uh, they've they've kind of been forecasting. I mean, we're we're expecting rain all through the night, so uh, I don't know if it's going to let up. So if there's a if there's a window in there, three hour, three and a half hour window, that may try to get started tonight. But uh, you know, you certainly don't want to get started, and then fifteen right. twenty minutes later, you know, you got to you lose your both your starting pitchers. You know, that's kind of that's what we went through last weekend. Right. All right, 15-second answer, uh, about 15 seconds left. If there's no ball game tonight, does that constitute a return to the pizza parlor? If I can find a way, yes. <laughs> Pepperoni Power, Jack. Pepperoni Power has 3,500 calories. Go after All right, it. fair enough. Thank you, sir. Jack Duggan, everybody. Thank you, Jack. All right, see ya. Zach Duggan, Sports Information Director, University of Southern Mississippi, enjoying his day in Ruston and hoping that the rain will move out of the way. We'll keep you up to date. If we hear anything in the hour, we'll, of course, pass it on. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Jack Duggan for joining us in the first segment. I, in all honesty, I thought he was going to be reporting from the, the field, but as it turns out, from Johnny's Pizza, 
uh, in Ruston. So I, that, that's the next best thing, I suppose, to a, a live report from the field. But the, the news not good in Ruston, as you heard from Jack, uh, and so far as the weather is concerned tonight. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, our good friends on Hardy Street that have the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere in the planet. I'm going down there today, as a matter of fact, and you should, too. They'll be open uh, tomorrow as well. You can shop them uh, six days a week on Hardy Street, or you can always shop them online at campusbookmark.net. All right, Al Holder. Anything you have, Jack Duggan and Al Holder, all on the same program. It's a good way to end the week. And uh, before we get to minor league uh, reporting, uh, Al, I will tell you the news is not good from Ruston. And how would this grab you? Uh, Jack says if they don't play tonight, they're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow and a doubleheader on Sunday. Well, that's uh, that's baseball. Uh, I, you know, years ago in the major leagues, you, you used to play a lot of doubleheaders, and and uh, they quit doing that for ticket, you know, and uh, just to keep the players fresher, I guess, in these long seasons. But uh, I've always enjoyed doubleheaders. So. I'm going to expose how old I am and how young Luke is because he's not going to know what I'm talking about here, Al. But one of my great childhood memories is my dad taking me to double headers to see the Washington Senators play. And uh, in between the games, we would go get hot dogs and all the junk food, you know, and eat basically our meal and then sit down and watch the Senators play another two games. Did you know? Yep. Did you know that, Luke? There was at one time a Washington Senator baseball team. So you're, what you're saying is the Washington football team should be called uh, the representatives now? Is that how it's going to work? <laughs> no, no, I don't have nothing to do with Congress and the Redskins, no. And you, uh, and you probably watched Harmon Killebrew hit a home run in each game. Probably, yes. And, I, I, uh, I've heard of the Washington Senators, and I've heard of Killebrew, I guarantee you. Yeah. There we go. Well, those, those were fun times, so you're right. Doubleheaders yeah. – uh, Double headers can be fun. All right, let's switch to minor league baseball. And uh, we've, of course, been following, uh, I guess, our two main guys are, are McCarty and Sandlin. And both of them remain with the Indians. Uh, tell us, update us on what, what you're able to find, Al. Well, they're, they're at the alternate site, which is over in Columbus. But they, uh, they don't just they don't put out a lot of information uh, uh, over there. They play other teams, alternate uh, site teams. So, they they kind of go back and forth and around it. Uh, this is like a super triple A uh, baseball, and uh, it's. Uh, I, I suspect uh, uh, if they're not called up to the uh, to the big club by the time uh, I think it's what is it May fourth when the, uh, they open up triple uh, A baseball, uh, they will both be assigned to uh, Columbus uh, the Clippers. And uh, but Sandlin the other day uh, pitched a one two three inning. Uh, gave up. Uh, let's see, had one strikeout and uh, just one, two, three. So he apparently is still on track for, for uh, you know, making his way up when and if uh, uh, slots come available up and uh, at the big club. I don't know. This is not Southern Miss related, but has anybody seen Emmanuel Kloss pitch? He, he's the closer for Cleveland. I, I watched no, him not. throw a hundred and one point two mile an hour. Cutter, it was either that or a two seamer the other day, and I looked at that pitch and I said, "That's unhittable." It, it, it the ball was not moving; it was jumping. It's just mm. unbelievable. Yeah, are we at all surprised? Uh, I mean, I think we all looked for Nick Sandlin to uh, to make the majors pretty quickly, 
And and we love Kirk McCarty. In fact, I, I reached out to him today if I think I have the right phone number to see about getting him on the show next week. But are we surprised, Al, at how well McCarty's doing with the Indians? He's he's a bulldog. I, I you know, I'm sure you remember when he pitched. I mean, he was he was as serious a guy as you ever saw on the mound, Southern Miss, and and uh, he I mean he was just all business, and he has the the mindset. Uh, and he just has to get everything else going for him. Uh, but he's, he's certainly got the athletic ability. And from what I've read, he has faced the toughest batters uh, this year, and that's the reason he's at the alternate site. They, they like the way he's conducted himself with the, 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 the best players. Right. And so we, you may see him up there at one point in time. I don't know. I don't know whether they bring him up as a starter or what. Right. Luke? Chucky Robinson, it looks like he's changed teams, Al. Um, Chucky was considered a very good uh, catching prospect in Houston, but no longer with Astros. He's with Cincinnati and, and, uh, in, in their minor league uh, clubs. you got to like Chucky, but primarily because behind the plate, he's got, he's got a good mind. He's got all the ability and everything. He's just got to get his uh, bat going. And uh, if you can be a 250 major league uh, hitting catcher, you you can play anywhere uh, if you've got the defensive skills and the ability to manage pitchers. And I think he has that, and I think that's why he's he's uh, kind of coveted up there. We'll just have to see if he can get his swing going and and uh, put some balls in play. Uh, the big one, uh, Matt Walner, um, is uh, looks like he may start single A down in. Uh, where did I saw him in the roost? And we thought he might be down in in, uh, in Pensacola, but they've moved that team. Do you know where Walner's going to start? I, I read it was the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. <laughs> there you That's go. A great name. <laughs> I love minor league baseball team. But you know, Walner's Walner's one of these guys where uh, you know he's he's a top fifteen prospect in the Twins organization. Twins kind of went the same route when they took Brent Rooker uh, with Mississippi State, who's now he's injured, but he's going to be their their starting left fielder. And the Twins came back and picked basically one of the best power hitters in in college baseball. Happens to be again from Mississippi, Matt Walner. And you, you got to feel like Walner's got to cut down on some of the strikeouts. Um, Al, he's got to maybe take a little different approach. He struck out, I think it was like twenty eight percent of the time, uh, you know, in, in year one of professional ball. But you know, that's a guy we he saw hit, hit and, and he's he has some of the most raw power in the minor leagues. No question. He, he his swing is really long, and of course that's where he generates a lot of his power. So you you got to believe that they're working on uh, shortening that up a little bit. But he he's uh. When bat meets ball, and he really generates a lot of authority on the baseball. It just even his pop flies are just you know forever coming back down. But he uh, uh, that's those kind of uh, swings are just suckers for uh, sliders. I mean, especially if you yeah. get late in the account and you've been looking at fastballs around the around the strike zone. Next thing you got is a slider coming at you, and it ends up over there on the in the other batter's box. So it's uh, yeah. uh, that's uh, that's his problem, I think. It, hmm. So what does that we, say, uh, guys? To, uh, Luke, what does that say about him? You think? Uh, what do you, what's your opinion, Luke, about Warner's? They're going to change. They'll change some some approach with him. And and like like I said, he he, he does have the ability to to take walks. And the, kind of the scouting report on him is 
he can hit for power, he can walk, or he can strike out. So he's got to he's got to insert a little more contact in there. But you you know you'll think they'll they'll be able to fix that. Al, um, we had JC Keys on the show uh, a, a couple weeks ago talking him through some stuff. But the other guy that that probably other than Sandlin we'll see in the majors this year is Cody Carroll. He actually appeared uh, for the Orioles on in the big league level last year. It's assigned to the alternate site, but he's a guy really for the last three or four years he's kind of been up and down between AAA and the major league club for the Orioles. Yeah, he, he's uh, the Orioles like him. His problem has been injuries, and uh, it's uh, you know he he'll, he'll get an injury and then he's he's back on the IL, and the next thing you know he's back down in uh, AAA after you know trying to rehab, and so uh, he's at the alternate site this year, and I mean he's trying to work his way back up to the big the big club, and he ha- the, he has what these uh, managers like, and that's experience, and that's. That's essentially what kept Sandlin at the alternate site this year. Is that the, the players that they they have in the bullpen up there? Most of them have major league experience, and Sandlin doesn't have that yet. So uh, that's uh, that's the one thing that's kind of separating him from uh, the other guys. The uh, can, can we talk Southern Miss baseball just? Yes, we've got a minute. Give us uh, give us your thoughts about the series coming up. Uh, well, I you know I like. Uh, where we are now compared to where we were uh, when we played them the last time. So I think I think our pitching is is uh, equal to the task. I think it's it, it's just a matter of we got to put the bats on the ball. But I take I, I watched two kids the other night uh, that Storm kid and that Rhodes kid. Both of them really looked like they commanded the strike zone and and the ball had a lot of movement on it. I and that that Rhodes kid in particular reminded me a little bit of Sandlin in that. That ball's you know breaking a foot or two. It's uh, I, I like him a lot. And they're both freshmen. So yeah, yeah I, I think all three of us can agree that even in a loss Tuesday night, you had to be really impressed from the second inning on uh, with the pitching staff. Kids that we don't see pitch a lot on the weekend, but it really bodes well for the future of pitching here. Al, I'm sure you'll yeah, agree. I agree I, completely. I think we've got some great young staff there coming up and. Uh, we got a great coach for them, and it's just a matter. We have got to go hit the baseball. And uh, some, some of these guys have got to, to choke up on the bat a little bit and just try and put it in play. I mean, it's, I, I, I know they love to, to take those big swings at the ball, but uh, when, when you get deep in the count, you just got to go do this. It might right. even help a guy like Walner. So. Before we let you go, your prediction for the weekend? I think we're going to take three. Wow. I hope yeah, you're I, right. I, Applesauce Al, bringing it down. I love it. All right, Alan. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Y'all take care. Al Holder, everybody, predicting three out of four against the Bulldogs. Could it be true? We'll know shortly. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Friday. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour. You're listening to us across the Super Talk Mississippi Network, or maybe later on demand, supertalk.fm, supertalklaurel.com, supertalkhattiesburg.com, also in the App Store, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Appreciate you joining us. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios 
in downtown Laurel. Bob Getty at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you today and every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It was Bob Getty Catfish Friday today. They had slaw, hush puppies, fries, and a drink. It was only eight ninety five with that fried catfish. And every single one of the Southern Miss Louisiana Tech baseball games will be on the big screens at 4th Street Bar and Grill this weekend. Watch the schedule. Jack told us in the first segment we may be looking at a, 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 a double header tomorrow and, and maybe even Sunday if the game gets washed out tonight. But you can go watch it at 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. We are happy to have joining us now Rick Maddox. Rick is uh, the father of uh, former Southern Miss slugger Mark Maddox. And, and Rick, thanks for joining us. So I want to talk some stuff, but uh, we, we were talking about prospects and minor league guys. Uh, and, and we, of course, Matt Walner, everybody knows uh, what kind of slugging career he had at Southern Miss. But man, your son Mark, he was there when I was there. And, and uh, a lot of people uh, forget that it was Mark Maddox's record that Walner broke. Uh, Mark still the all time. Uh, leader in runs, all-time leader in games played. I know, man, every time you get to watch a, a game from the roost at the Pete, uh, and Mark's mostly out there with you most of the time, man, what a career he had. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me on, first of all. And, and yes, uh, you know, we were very uh, proud of Mark and, and the way that he performed. You know, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, back in the day, quote-unquote, you know, you really didn't know if a player was a, a D1 player, was he a JUCO player. You know, this is way before videos and, and all the analytics that went on. And uh, I can remember Coach Palmer uh, said he went to watch Mark at a state games up in Meridian. And after his first at bat, uh, you know, Mark, I think, got a, a nice hit or whatever. And, and uh, of course, he said, yeah, that, that's why we want him. You know, we like his bat. So, uh, it, you know, it turned out that he came to Southern Miss and had a, a really good career, and uh, we're very proud of, of Mark. That's awesome. You mentioned Coach Palmer. The reason we wanted to have you on today is uh, Coach Barry has brought it to our attention as well as other people. Uh, Coach Palmer, you know, still on that journey recovering, and, and uh, there has been something set up where people can help Coach Palmer uh, with some of his medical expenses. Kind of bring us up to speed about where he is, uh, Rick, and then how people can, can help Coach Palmer out. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, Corky had a little hiccup, as we like to say. Uh, he did have a, a major stroke, and that uh, he is recovering. Uh, he is currently in a facility in Collins, Mississippi. Uh, unfortunately, his uh, Medicare days have, have kind of expired at the facility, and now uh, Corky is having to pay out of his own pocket. It, it's running approximately $7,800 a month mm. uh, for the facility and the care that he has to have for 24-7 uh, nursing care. So, um, yeah, we're trying to help Corky. We, we don't want him to have to worry about, you know, how is he going to pay to get out of this facility? When's he going to get out of it? We want Corky to get well. Uh, we know he's a tough old catcher and he's a gruff, uh, <laughs> uh, tough man, but, you know, we want to eliminate the burden. So, um, uh, you, you know, we are setting up uh, accounts for people to help, uh, they can go into uh, Bancorp uh, South Bank. Uh, they can say they would like to make a donation to Corky Palmer. 
and uh, they can take it and deposit it in the bank for them. So we appreciate that. We're, we're in the process of coming up with some other uh, ideas that we can do for Corky, um, whether it be we may have a, uh, an event later on in the summer or the spring, uh, or, I mean, next fall, too, that uh, it could be a golf tournament, uh, it could be a special event, a concert. Um, you know, we, we know Corky was partial to the Beatles. We're probably going to get the Beatles to come to Hattiesburg and play. Uh, you know, we, we just uh, have a lot of ideas. We know Corky is loved uh, throughout Mississippi. I, I've had people call from Texas or Maryland or wherever that have heard about Corky's uh, hiccup, and uh, they're on board to do whatever that, that can be done. So we appreciate you. Uh, and your listeners, um, there will be more and more information come out as we have it. But if they would like to help uh, immediately, they can just go by any uh, bank or bank uh, in the state or even in Alabama or, or Louisiana, and um, they can take uh, you know any deposit for them. So we appreciate that. You know, there's a, a lot of people uh, haven't made this connection. Some people do, but but Rick, you know, he is Corky Palmer is quintessential Hattiesburg. He's quintessential Southern Miss. And I learned this week his dad. I think the nickname was Punchy Palmer. I mean, he he <laughs> coached and trained so many of these uh, JUCO and collegiate baseball players on the way up, and a lot of people don't know about that. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, when I tell people about Corky, you know, everybody has their own understanding about Corky and and uh, how uh, tough a man he is. And I said, well, if you think Corky's tough, his dad, Punchy, coached me. So uh, when you when your dad's named Punchy and your name's Corky, you better be tough, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a local situation uh, where the background – you know, we didn't we didn't have iPads and and all the other uh, games and tools back then. It was pretty much everybody played every sport. And uh, baseball, when it came around, that's what everybody did. We played baseball from you know sun up to sun down. We would all go out, and it, whether it be a big neighborhood wiffle ball game that would last for seven hours, or or if it was playing Country J, which I imagine a lot of your young listeners don't even know what that game is. So, uh, yeah, it, it's good to see, and that's why we want to do something with the community to let everybody acknowledge, you know, what a special person Corky is and his family and uh, Corky's wife, Debbie, as well. Mr. Maddox, put in perspective for our listeners, please, what uh, Coach Palmer means to young men like your son. Well, yeah, you know, Bob, I'll say it in a loving way because <laughs> uh, that's the way we're all supposed to be. You know, Corky was a pretty tough coach. You know, don't ask him a question if you didn't want to hear the answer. Right. Um, you know, he didn't sugarcoat things. You know, now, you know, I hate to say, but a lot of people get their feelings hurt and, and you oh, know, yeah. their son, you know, not used to this or that. You know, Corky felt like, you were playing bad, he'd tell you, you're playing bad. <laughs> you know, or, or I'm going to come out to the mound, you know, sit down. I don't know if you're ever going to play again. Well, you, you know, you probably uh, would start crying if that happened today. You know, right. I don't know. It's just that's the kind of person he was. But at the same time, you know, there is a number of players 
that once they get away from the game that have come up and said to a, a number of people, you know, they may not have liked Corky when they were playing for him because <laughs> right. he's not trying to be your best friend. Uh, but he was trying to teach you the game of baseball and the game of life. And, uh, you know, Coach Barry does the same thing, and, and that's why we're so blessed to have those two coaches that have been at Southern Miss, you know, for all the years. But right. I, I think if you if you were to ask any of the ex-players, you know, they would say what respect they have for Corky Palmer, and they appreciate him more now than they did when they played for him. Right. Luke and I saw firsthand uh, Coach Palmer a couple of years ago. We've talked about this a lot at the Conference USA Tournament when they were having rain delays while the sun was shining because it was lightning out in the Gulf, and he was giving them Hades up in the uh, press box about canceling baseball games when the sun is shining. That doesn't surprise you, does it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's corky. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is exactly right. And also, Mr. Maddox, I'll tell you some of the greatest stories we've ever had relayed to us on this program over the last three or four years were stories from Corky Palmer's uh, baseball team, baseball players, rather, talking about some of the Corky Palmer stories and some of the things that he said to players during the course of the game. So uh, he's a very beloved man, uh, uh, not only with baseball, but but all through this area. And we thank you and uh, and the men that you're associated with that are that are doing this uh, for Coach Palmer's benefit, sir. Well, we, we thank you. And I, I told Corky, I said, you know, you would be a millionaire if you wrote all down, uh, you know, a book about Corkyism <laughs> right, instead of we've right. all heard of yogiism, but how about a Corkyism? Uh, you could fill a book. But that's exactly I right. I appreciate it, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of, of information coming down the road, and hopefully I can come back and give you more details when we have it. Well, you're welcome on the show anytime, Mr. Maddox. Well, thank you, and I, and I ask your listeners to keep praying for Corky. Uh, you know, he, he is able to listen and you know, he appreciates what everybody is praying for him. All right. Rick Maddox, everybody. Uh, for more information, uh, contact some of us. We'll let you know. I'm sure there'll be a lot more information published here uh, in the coming days about how you can help uh, with this very worthy effort. We'll be back. Wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on the Friday of this week brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. It's going to be raining some and maybe need some batting practice, some infield instruction, all that's at D-Bat. And then next door, D-1 Training, a 70-yard indoor running facility, artificial turf and Appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. The roundup for uh, the weekend, men's tennis supposed to take on Lamar down in Beaumont, Texas. That has been canceled, so no men's tennis this weekend. Women's tennis is going down to New Orleans tomorrow to take on UNO starting at 2 p.m. That match apparently still on right now. Track and field headed over to the Plains to the War Eagle Invitational 
in Auburn, looking to uh, continue to improve on their excellent indoor and outdoor season. Auburn, Alabama State, uh, Cincinnati, Memphis, Mississippi State, Missouri, Middle Tennessee, Samford, Syracuse, Troy, and UAB will join the Eagles. So, Coach Stewart taking the men and women to the War Eagle Invitational. Beach Volleyball down at the Gulf Shores Invitational in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Florida State tomorrow morning at 10.30, Tulane 2.30 tomorrow afternoon, and then TCU 10.30 a.m. Sunday. And, uh, man, it was oh last night, Lady Eagle soccer team against number 25 Rice. Bob, three weeks ago, Rice, you know, just they, they boat races. They beat us four to nothing. Lady Eagles get to the semis. On the home field of Rice, Rice a top 25 team. Lady Eagles had an outstanding defensive uh, plan going into the game. Shut Rice down, uh, evaded a few chances by Rice. Uh, end of regulation, no score. End of first overtime, no score. End of second overtime, no score. And Lady Eagles got beat 5-3 to three in a penalty shootout. It was a brutal way to end the season, but I tell you what, Nobody really expected them to go that far, and they came up one penalty shot uh, from going to the Conference USA Championship. So, Coach Mo, Coach Marlin, or uh, Coach Malden, Coach Valerie has great job this year, and uh, we'll, we're going to try to get Coach Mo on coming up. Lady Eagles fall valiantly in the uh, soccer semifinal Conference USA. All right, Bob. Uh, just so you know, um, this weekend you knew this, and we were talking about it off air. Unbelievable ramifications for this weekend. Southern Miss right now in Warren Nolan and D1 Baseball, 24th RPI. Louisiana Tech, I think, 8th. So the Eagles going in this weekend, if they were to go 1-3 and three based off RPI projections, they would move up to 18th in RPI. If they were to split, they would move up to 16th. If they were to win uh, three games, they would move up to 11th. And should they sweep, probably a top-10 uh, position. I want to give a shout out to uh, to on on Twitter one of our listeners at WPM McGee, college baseball liker. He's uh, he puts out great content, by the way. Uh, college baseball liker. Just look it up on on Twitter. He's a massive Southern Miss fan, and he threw those out today. And so the, the RPI projection: Southern Miss could could only win one game and move up. But Bob, how awesome! to be a top-12 RPI team should you win three or even sweep? Well, it would be incredible, and uh, the RPI situation is good. But as you and I were talking, we want to win the Western Division of the conference, and we want to repeat as the conference champion. And uh, so uh, we go over there, and I'm sure the baseball team feels the same way, with a mindset of winning the series. And uh, the RPI stuff, though, is great. And uh, I'll take a little issue with our partner, Kelly Sander, yesterday. I I, I personally don't think, barring a total and complete collapse between now and the end of the year, which is in all likelihood not going to happen, I I don't think there's any way the Golden Eagles aren't in the regional tournament. I I think the question mark might be, uh, are are there going to be four teams? But I, I don't really see at this point how there cannot be three at least, Luke. If there's going to be four, because you got to think of it the same way. What I just laid out, Southern Miss's RPI can actually go up by by losing. Old Dominion and Charlotte are going to play each other eight times in two straight weeks, so their their RPI isn't going to drop unless they just get swept, you know, in this weekend. So yeah, I'm with you. Here's the thing: College Baseball Nation yesterday and regional projections had Southern Miss as the as the last host site. Southern Miss goes to Ruston this weekend and wins three or even sweeps. They're right back in the regional talk. Uh, 
Um, here's your here's starting uh, pitchers for the weekend, the rotation. Hunter Stanley tonight against Jonathan Fincher. He's been the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week uh, twice this season. Powell uh, tomorrow against right-hander Ryan Jennings. Ben Etheridge against left-hander Cade Gibson. And then game four, Drew Boyd against Jared Warhoff. Bob, just getting uh, some information also from, from Southern Miss. Looks like we might have a window in the rain, and it seems like they're still planning to leave uh, at, at the same time. So fingers crossed may, may get one in tonight. Well, that's right, and you can watch that game on CUSA TV uh, starting at 6 o'clock uh, if it does get in, and certainly we're hopeful that it will. All right, it's been a great week on the Eagle Hour. We really appreciate Kendall Rogers joining us uh, this week as well as our other guests, and we're working right now on a great lineup for you uh, next week. A big ball game uh, tonight, tomorrow, and uh, Sunday, we hope. Uh, Two games tomorrow, we hope. One game tonight, we hope. And then one game Sunday. What's your prediction? I like the Golden Eagles to split the series, Luke. Kelly's a split. I'm going three to one. I feel like we're going to do it. Uh, one thing's for sure. Got a picture from uh, from Jack Duggan, Bob. There was a sweep of the mighty meaty at, at Johnny's Pizza. It is no more. <laughs> and and a picture from Al Holder uh, showing us his applesauce that he was going to have for lunch. So uh, <laughs> we've had fun this week. We thank you very much for listening always. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.